0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. <laughs> Hello Australia, it's Glenn James here, we're doing a My Millennial Story and I'm joined by Emma today. Hi Emma, how are you?
1: Hi Glenn, I'm well, thanks.
0: Hey, um, thanks for being part of the M3 community. You've been a part of the community for I think around a year, so yep. it's great that you're still involved and you're not uh, disappointed or upset with us <laughs> yet, so that's always a plus. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not.
0: So, for those who might not have heard a My Millennial Story episode before, uh, we're going to start to do more of them because it's just always exciting to, uh, to hear people's story um, and we're just chatting with different people and hearing their story and I want you to be encouraged by their story. I want you to learn from their story. I want you to be inspired. It's probably the same as encouraged, but whatever. So, we'll just jump straight in, Emma. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself,
1: Yeah, cool. So I am 27. I'm from Brisbane, Australia. Um, I'm a strength and powerlifting coach. That's my job. Um, And I'm also Aboriginal. And since last year, I'm a homeowner.
0: Oh, congratulations.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: That's awesome. So, what was your childhood like growing up and I guess around growing up with your view on money? What was that like?
1: Well, I would say that I had a pretty good childhood. My parents have a mortgage. So, you know, we say they're homeowners, but they have a mortgage Um, and... Yeah, I guess they just showed me that they worked and saved for things that they wanted Um, and I always knew that I wanted to own my own home at some stage as well. Being Indigenous, and I think what's really cool is that I've heard that coming up you're wanting to sort of give a voice to more Aboriginal people on the podcast, which I think is awesome. Um, And I think with money it's really interesting with Aboriginal people because of the history of Australia and what sort of happened. And I think um, it's really cool to talk about because a lot of people might not have any idea. So, for example, my mum and I asked her, I told her I was going to do this interview and I asked her if she wouldn't mind if I tell some of her story. And she was actually, so my mum's only 56 um, and she was part of the Stolen Generation. So wow. she... Yeah, so she was actually taken with her brothers and sisters away from her family and put into a home. And then, and which is crazy for a lot of non-Indigenous people to hear because they see my mum and she's like this successful lady with, um, you know, a full-time job and all that. And they're like, I can't believe that she was part of that. And it was not that long ago.
0: Yeah, well, also, it's funny, like... It's so hard to comprehend. Like Mm. this isn't ancient history. This isn't quote-unquote modern history. This is um, actually the generation before. Like this is-
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Like your mum's probably the top end of Gen X, the last baby boomer, like right on the edge there. Like this is is current history. We are living in it still.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. So I just thought that would be- that more people should know about that and that might be interesting to talk about. And so my mum, after she um, was in the home, she was, I would say, you could say fortunate enough to be placed with her grandmother. Um, But then they grew up in housing commission and so they're renting and so they always, they never had that security of owning their own home um, or of, you know, when my uh, mum's grandmother actually passed away she was only 18 and then they had to get out of the house so you know she when I spoke to mom and I said mum what can I share um she said her biggest goal was to have that security to own her own home mm. um, and that's what she that's what she really worked towards was having that security and so that her family never had to worry about um, not being able to pay the rent or being kicked out or anything like that, and that so, um and
0: certainty of your life, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. exactly.
0: Yeah, wow. That's just, I, it's just so hard to comprehend that that could happen to someone in their 50s. Like- I know, yeah. Like, not that she was in the 50s at the time, but they're like, no, it's not this textbook thing that we learn in primary school. It's, exactly, that's yeah. so current. Um, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So, are your grandparents still around?
1: No, unfortunately. So, I- they passed away. And so I never met them. Oh, so yeah. there is that, that's what they talk about. There's that disconnect, I guess, with culture and with family. And um there's that, it gets passed down through generations. So that's why, one of the reasons why a lot of Indigenous people might not own homes because they, that's never been a thing in their family. So my mum, having her mortgage now she's the first generation in her family to actually own her own home and have a mortgage so i'm only the second so yeah and it's yeah. just
0: and the reason i ask, because it's like your grandparents would just be so proud of you and like of your, mm-hmm. on your mum and yeah it's it's funny like somebody listening might go oh i've never had a credit card because my parents never had a credit card like yep. that's cute but People um, that you probably know, and people listening, um, their parents may have never had a home because their parents never had a home. So it's just, yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. just, it's so wild. Do you know much about your heritage in terms of the regions of Australia?
1: Yes, sort of. So I, I am from the Warramungu people, which is from in the Northern Territory. But again, because of that, because of the stolen generation and the disconnect and that sort of thing it's really sad it's like I don't really feel connected to them because I grew up in Brisbane Mm. so um yeah I feel connected to Brisbane and the people here but I don't have that connection, yeah. if that makes sense,
0: yeah. I'm actually, so I'm on the Central Coast in Blue Bay and this is dark Darkinjung mm-hmm. Country and there's people that are listening on the Central Coast. And the one thing I love about the Central Coast, a lot of our suburbs are Indigenous names. So it's kind oh, of- Oh, yeah, it's that's just, awesome. Yeah, it's cool how they've done that. Um, yeah. Now, I guess if we fast forward a little bit, when mm-hmm. you were a child, what- like did you have dreams of wanting to do something when you're older and are you doing it now?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I just had different things that I wanted to do. What, at one point I wanted to be a journalist um, and then when I got into high school I was interested in the human body I mm. guess and learning about that sort of thing. And I was interested in making money. Um, so I initially the I sixth wanted love to. Be, language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so initially I wanted to be a doctor. And I actually went to uni and studied medicine for a year. I did two years of health science and then I did a year of medicine. And it was really tough,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> obviously. And um, but at the time I was also doing personal training part-time. And I always enjoyed the personal training more and helping people. I feel like with medicine, even though it's obviously so important that we have doctors and they do amazing work, um, but I feel like it's more, it's always fixing. It's always like, it, not all, but some of it is prescribing drugs and that type of thing. Whereas um, personal training and looking at health and nutrition is more preventative. So it's like stopping people from getting to that stage.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's just a fact that you've got less chance of getting diabetes. Um, if you're not overweight, like that's just a fact. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so I just, um, and just for my own, um, I just prefer, training people. I love meeting new people and all different ages as well. Um, and just for my own lifestyle as well, like medicine is very hectic and just not the road that I wanted to go down. Um, so yeah, so now I'm a strength coach and I competed in powerlifting as well. And yeah, that's just what, where my life has sort of led, um, and where I am now. Yeah.
0: So, are you, so we're talk at the time of this recording, it's 3.30 p.m. Um, mm-hmm. You don't, um, and I can hear the birds in the background. Yes. Is that a <laughs> currawong maybe? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> um, you, are you self-employed or are you employed by a gym? How does that work? Because it seems yeah. like you've got a flexible schedule.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that was, that's one thing that's really important to me and my partner. So I train people out of a studio, um, which is actually, I started off at a gym, uh, just like a Jets gym and built my client base and then decided that I wanted to do it on my own. And I actually set up a studio out of my parents' backyard, which I was super fortunate enough to do. So that's called the Strength Circle. So, I still train people out of there. And then my partner, he owns a gym as well. And so I also train people out of that gym. So, oh, great. Um, so, yeah, I've sort of built my business in a way that, yeah, I'm flexible. As you said, it's 3 30 in the afternoon on a Friday, and I have this time off, which is great. And
0: yeah. Now, how do you, uh, well, I'll first ask you, would you classify yourself as a spender or a saver by nature?
1: I'm definitely a saver.
0: Yeah. Wow. And what about your partner?
1: (laughs) Uh, He's a saver too. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's that's cool. I
1: think so. Um, It depends what we're, so at the moment, it's funny, we've been in our house for a year, and we are renovating and kind of working on the garden and that type of thing we're really into I really want to be self-sufficient to a point one day with growing food in our garden and that sort of thing so we're savers but if it's for the house or for renovating we're happy to spend money on that
0: yeah but but also like I think that speaks like, you know, if you're renovating, well, it's kind of an investment. You'll never really lose that capital. Um, yeah. If you said being more sustainable and you're growing stuff and you're making gardens, well, that's an investment because you it's one into your health because you would be growing healthy stuff out of the earth and then yeah. <laughs> you, you might not need to spend as much at the supermarket. Now, yeah. do you have any uh, debt other than the mortgage?
1: Um, I've got, so because I did do the uni, I've got a hex debt. Yeah. So that's there in the background and it's, I'm just slowly paying the minimum on that. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't have any other debt. I bought my car five years ago and yeah, I've just been, then I was just saving for my house from then on.
0: Now, what are your, um. I guess with you and your partner, um, how yeah. do you both manage your money on a day-in, day-out type basis?
1: Yeah. So, we. So I have sort of an everyday account where money comes in and because it's um, mainly for me, it's just clients sending me money or giving me cash. So, I don't have like a payday. So, I have set up sort of – I wrote it down. I've sort of got a bills account – a tax account, a savings account that we share um, and a little holiday account. And so at the end of the week, that's when it's all everyone's transferred me their money. That's when I sort of send money off to those separate accounts and that's when my mortgage comes out as well. Um, And then basically whatever I have left over, that's what I spend for the week basically. Yeah.
0: And and I think it's like, there's no right system. There's only a right system that works for the person, right, and yeah. your behaviour. So you've got a system and it's your system. Yeah. So no, that's really cool. Now yeah. between – how long have you been with your partner?
1: Three years. But we've been living together for just over a year.
0: Sweet. And yeah. uh, the current home you live in, you did you buy it 50-50? Was that this thing or is it in one person's name?
1: Um, it's in my name. So, yeah, I, I bought it and then he moved in. And we've, but now we, it's like, as if it's both of ours, we sort of, you know, save together and do that sort of thing. So, yeah.
0: So, if I was asked you what your current financial goal is, like is there, you've mm-hmm. said you've got a holiday account, but is there something else that you maybe have both discussed to say, hey, we want to aim for this? Um, where is it in the the goals? Yeah,
1: yeah well, actually, we are because as I said, my strength, um, my little studio gym is at my parents' house. And so I'd really love to have a similar setup at home um, as well as we have the gym as well, but uh, a little private PT studio at home. So that's kind of what we're working towards now. Um, So, and just renovating the house. Um, So that's probably my short-term goal, but then thinking longer term I just want to have myself set up in a way that because being self both of us being self-employed I want to feel comfortable that like if we want to start a family one day I am not going to just be um you know stuck like I'll be I'll be able to do that and be flexible and have money to lean on um and I really liked actually the how to manage your money in your thirties. Cause I'm 27. So it's not like, I'm not in my thirties yet, but it was really good to listen to that and be like, okay, so, you know, what will we be doing? You know, how can I have enough income so that if I do need to take time off, that will be okay. And it's just good to think about, I think.
0: So if I was to ask you, what do you think the best thing is that you've ever done? Or if that's kind of too hard, what do you think The best thing is that you've ever purchased for yourself.
1: The house definitely for me is something that I'm really proud of. Um, But I guess just being, I guess just moving forward, like being confident that because some people think that they'll never be able to buy a house. They think it's just so far out of reach. And I don't have a, a huge income. That's what, something that I wanted to point out to people. Like I'm self-employed. I've sort of built my way up. And I think like no goal to an extent is too big. So I think like the house has proven to me that, yeah, like if I want to, I can see myself maybe having an investment house 10 years down the track or something like that and it's not so far-fetched. Whereas for someone like my mom, her biggest thing was like getting the house and being secure and then... That was kind of it. And it's not until now that she's like, oh, well, maybe I could do more. Mm, Yeah. mm,
0: Yeah. And do you think um, there's, you have a kind of like, I don't like to say like biggest money mistake, but kind of the biggest money thing that you've learned from, because we all do dumb stuff with money. Like, is there one that stands out for
1: you? Yes. So, when I thought about this, I thought, and this would be a good lesson for any young self-employed people is to get on top of your tax because (laughs) when I first started, especially because personal training is like cash in hand and I was like, sweet, getting all this money and didn't even think about tax for a few years. And then when I really ramped up my savings and thought I really want to buy a house, I'm like, well, I've got to prove my income. How am I going to do that if I haven't paid my tax and all of this stuff? So, that was a big kick in the teeth at that time because I had to pay like three years worth of tax altogether. <laughs> but I've learned my lesson and now I'm on top of all that. Um, and yeah, so that would be probably my biggest mistake but a good learning at the same time.
0: Yeah, I think I had a similar situation when I first started my business. Like my first kind of self-employed tax return and it, it wasn't a return; it was a bill. But yeah, <laughs> I and I didn't earn that much money. And when you don't have any money, it may as well be two hundred thousand dollars because you don't, you still don't have it. And I remember yeah, it was yeah. like five thousand dollars, and I was like, "Where am I going to get?" five thousand dollars from like yeah
1: (laughs) yeah sure it
0: it may as well be 200 grand because I just don't have it like it was just this
1: yeah and I was like what is the point of working (laughs) if it's just going to be taken away from me but now that I'm on top of it it's a lot easier and a lot more manageable
0: totally love it now if your (laughs) best friend uh came to you and said hey Emma I need some money advice what would the number one thing tell them what would you tell them
1: Okay, I would say you need to set a goal because that makes it so much easier to work towards something. Because if you don't have a goal in mind, you know, it's easy to slip up and spend money on little things here and there. Um, and then one thing I would say is reduce, like, keep your expenses as low as you can, especially if you don't earn a lot, a lot of money. Because um, I think people waste like a lot of my friends like kind of waste a lot of money on it might be like a phone contract or just like little things that all add up so yeah I think keep that low so that it's easier to Mm. save
0: yeah and then
1: easier to have something aside
0: so moving on now do you have any I guess particular charities that have a personal interest to you
1: yeah this is a cool question because in the past two years me and a couple of people from my gym have started this little day, I guess, which uh, we raise money for mental health awareness. So Livin is the charity you may have heard of um, and they their motto is it ain't weak to speak. So they're trying to break the stigma around mental illness. So as part of our gym community, we created this day called Lifting for Livin where we have like a bunch of us, we get all the strongest people we know together and we have like a deadlift competition basically. And we raise money for the charity and it's the most fun day ever because it's like, it's fun to watch people lift really heavy, but at the same time, it's such a nice community feel. And then because it is going towards that charity, it's like, you know, I hope all of my community in the gym know that if they are going through something that it ain't weak to speak and they can talk to me and they can talk to the other people in the gym. So, yeah, that's always a really fun day. So, we do that um, in November once a year.
0: That's awesome. And for the people that lift who are listening, um, you know, talk in lift talk, like how much... <laughs> I've got no idea. Like, how much do you deadlift at a time? Is that what (laughs) you're done? I I knew
1: this question was coming. (laughs) And I didn't think Um, about it
0: until just then, so.
1: That's funny. Um, Okay, well, my best deadlift is 172.5 kilos. And so, that's my – my deadlift is my favorite. Yeah. And then in powerlifting, we do squat and bench press as well. But deadlift's the best.
0: So. Because I'm um, overweight and I'm a lazy POS that needs to get in control of his life, I just went to the doctors, I was telling you before, Mm -hmm. and I had to jump on the scales and it said like 96 kilos. So if I laid on the floor, you could pick me up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be a bit awkward, but yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's very intimidating.
1: (laughs) You might be a bit too long. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm probably not
0: balanced right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you had... Ten grand dropping to your lap tomorrow, like what would you do with it?
1: I was when I thought about this question, I was like, okay, what's the what would Glenn James want me to say? (laughs) (laughs) But because the renovations of the house and the studio are kind of on the forefront of my mind right now, I would probably put a fair chunk into that. And then um, put some aside for investing in shares. I've just started probably probably 12 months ago, actually, with a little raise account. So I have started with that and then I want to kind of build that up and get that to a point where I can invest in actual shares. Um, so I'd probably put a little bit in that and then have some for a holiday, like a little holiday.
0: Yeah, where, where would you go? Queensland like, holiday. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's not going anywhere. It's funny, my friend, um, he's got his 40th because he's a bit old. I'm like the youngest in my circle of friends and we're trying to organise his 40th. And I said, oh, let's just like, we'll get it. We'll fly up to Cairns, I'll organise it, like, and then I'm like, nah, we're keeping New South Wales because if we do yeah. something and then the <laughs> planes stop. So where would you yeah. want to go if you could leave? queensland at the moment for a holiday anywhere in the world
1: oh if i could leave actually that's such a good question because i haven't even thought of that because i'm like okay we're stuck in queensland for now yeah
0: and probably (laughs) Um, stuck in australia for a year
1: yeah yeah i um oh actually i really want to go to thailand my latest um activity as i've started doing thai boxing which has been really fun and I'd love to go over and have kind of like a training holiday and see Thailand and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I've
0: got a few friends that have done the um, the training holidays. Yeah. And, I mean, they I love think. it. Uh, I yep. personally couldn't think of anything worse, but. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I think if
1: I went with a few friends, it would be great. <laughs> well,
0: and I think it would be actually like I get it. Like, you know, you go do yeah. like a three or four-day camp, training camp, and then just yeah. sit on the and beach I- and have fun.
1: Exactly. Eat food, sit on the beach, and then. Go back to training. (laughs) Yeah,
0: totally. Now, in finishing up, last question, and I'm going to kind of say this to everyone that we do an MMS for, if you just wanted to say something random, it doesn't have to be money related, it doesn't have to be like, um, you know, save the whales Foundation or whatever, (laughs) like it can be whatever you want. Um, If you want to use this, this is your stage, this is your platform to the M3 community. What's what's something you're going to say to us? It can be anything.
1: Okay. Well, I think given I have this opportunity and we've been talking about, uh, you know, the history of what it means to be an Aboriginal person in Australia and I just think, th- firstly, thank you for giving me the voice today to come and chat with you and I just want to let other people know that they can do it as well and just like, as you always say, like stay encouraged and be patient but it's nothing's off limits.
0: Mm, yeah, it's such a good... Um- a healthy mindset, isn't it? Yeah. Because I think some of the most popular episodes we've had is around mindset and realistically, you don't need any money to change that. You might need to remove some toxic environments if possible. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's really good. Well, thank you so much, Emma. Um, Can you text me your postal address and I'll get you a tote bag And also, I'm going to give you – have you seen me talk about this book? I'm just leaning over here. Uh, Have you seen me talk about this book, Made to Stick? Oh, no. I'm going to put this in the post with the tote bag. And it's really good for um, small business owners. Um, Oh, thank you. And it's it's just all about marketing and like – when you do, yeah. you might start to do some more online training stuff. So yeah, I'll I'll pop it in the post with the tote bag, and it's um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a banger. So thanks so much for being on M three.
1: Thank you. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own
0: personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one
1: of our trusted professionals. This podcast supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you want some other giving options or if you are unsure about which charity you can support, head to the lifeyoucansave.org.au Thanks to
0: Jess Knaus, producer, Nathan Robertson, editor, and me, Asher. Anyway, make sure you're connected via Instagram and our free Facebook group. We also film most of our content now, so check out My Millennial Money on YouTube. I run a money podcast and a lot of people are like, wow, you must know so much about the markets, investing and all that stuff. Well, the truth is I have some secret source. Every day I use the Australian Financial Review app as part of my subscription and it just keeps my finger on the pulse with what's happening around the world in Australia in relation to companies, politics, all the stuff. So you can also be like me. Well, you probably don't want to be like me, However, you can also get access to all the stuff that I use to prepare podcasts and keep my finger on the pulse. So if this type of analysis and information is something that you want to plug into your life, you might be thinking, what can I do? Well, you can invest in your success with a subscription to the financial review. Subscribe during the end of financial year sale to save 50% or more for your first three months. Visit afr.com forward slash subscribe. That's afr.com. Forward slash subscribe. The offer ends on 30th of June. Terms and conditions apply. Flimsy stands slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable, North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O dot and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo. Built to last. Designed to impress.